everybody. Welcome to a special Thanksgiving Jackman Radio live stream. How's everybody doing? Eric, how are you? Dude, I'm doing great, man. You know, I'm, I'm fucking happy to be alive right now at this point. <laughs> this is our probably our first and only stream of this month. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jackman oh, yeah. Radio of, of November of 2021 for a, a multitude of reasons. You know, the... Uh, the, the principal reason being for the last, you know, two and a half to three weeks, we've, uh, we were dealing with COVID. We were dealing with COVID-1984, which we survived. It hit us. It came. The China virus came. It was a terrible gift from China. It should never have happened. Here it is. Yeah, it wasn't fun. But, um, you know, this, this is the age that we live in. This is reality. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know... You got the fucking Delta, you got the Omega, you got the Beta, you got, you know, everything under the sun. So, yeah, a lot of people are dealing with it, actually. And there's a lot of elderly people who deal with it that actually survive it, too, which I don't think, in my opinion, doesn't get talked about enough. The elderly who get it and uh, survive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a fair amount. I think there's a fair amount, but... But yeah, we certainly dealt with it, and um, it was not fun. Uh, you know, of course, we you know we don't want nobody ever, nobody wants to get it, nobody seeks out to get it, but um, it's reality of our times. You know, you don't set out to get the China, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, we no. got the China, and we defeated the China, and we dealt with it, and it was unbelievable. We did a great job. I think yeah. probably the the scariest of the whole thing was the breathing. You know, there were there were there's, there was um some breathing difficulties, but not enough to go to the hospital. Fortunately, yeah, for us. I mean, you know, as our audience knows and our friends and family know, we are, you know, we're larger fellows. We're big, uh, you know, but uh, we're otherwise healthy. Other than being large fellows, we are very healthy. There's healthy no cigarette. There's no, there's no history of cigarette, Mike. There's no cigarette damage. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no cigarette damage here, Not at least not on our on our end, you know, that we've ever right. done. Um, certainly grew up around secondhand smoke, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a, a bad fever for a couple of days. Uh, breathing was a little tight, a little obs obstructed. Um, but uh, for, fortunately for us, it never got bad to the point where we had to go to the hospital. So cheers to that, you know, because I know a lot, of, a lot of other people have dealt with and they've had they've had to go to the hospital. And a lot of people haven't made it. So, you know, throughout this whole deal for two years, um, this has been a very polarizing, very divisive thing for a lot of people. Um, for me personally, you know, I never said that it didn't exist or that it wasn't real or, or but I also didn't say, you know, shut your life down completely and just live in right. a, a bubble because that's not realistic either. You know, if we can talk about this thing in human terms, uh, most people do survive it. Yeah, majority of people get the uh, the China, and they survive it. And uh, yeah, people are curious to know what it was like. It was, yeah, it was not fun. It's the worst flu and head cold and fever you've ever had. But then throw in losing your sense of smell and your sense of taste, um, to exhaustion. It. Yeah, exhaustion and basically, Mike, we were in bed for like the last two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I, I missed a uh, I missed a, a gig. You know, I played the drums in a band and uh, Northern Stone, and we had a gig that was booked last night, which was our first indoor gig, and uh, since this whole thing broke out, so I, I was not able to make it to that. Um, but you know, that's the way it goes. And tonight we're having our first uh, beers for the first time in almost three weeks, which is nice. You know? Yeah, it's good to get some beers in. Good to get it's not. Up. It's not recommended to have any alcohol when you're actually dealing with it. When you're showing, you know, the, the, he's like some people call it the kung flu. They yeah, he's the like they call him the kung flu. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? The whole thing after going through it, the, the response that happened was it's not worth it. We shouldn't have closed the whole planet down. That's retarded. The response give, has been retarded. We shouldn't give up our rights for a germ. Don't don't give up any rights for a germ. Yeah, right. That, that kind of sums it all up. Yeah, don't give your rights up for a germ. I mean, I had pneumonia uh, ten years ago, which was you know I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay COVID at all, but I had pneumonia ten years ago for me, which was a way worse experience than when I had COVID. Um, and nothing will ever physically, mentally, emotionally ever be worse than losing my father to cancer, uh, including COVID, by the way. You know, COVID was actually nice compared to watching my father wither away and die from cancer. It was, it was, was, it was pleasant. It was pleasant in comparison. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was. And I don't, I don't think we're truthful about that. I don't think, I think for some reason now in 2021, we're not allowed to talk truthfully about, you know, what really ails us, what's, hard to go through and 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 and, I'm not, and again i'm not denigrating or downplaying how serious COVID is um or how you know certain people get it and they, they don't come back from it they end up on a ventilator they end up in a, in a fucking hospital or they don't make it you know but you, you don't give up your life and you don't stop living be, because of this that's what i will say having gone through this this is not something that you give that you cede your sovereignty to do, you don't, you do not need to cede your sovereignty in your life to this. So, right, yeah, that's how you I know. feel, man. I agree with you on that, Mike. I don't know, you know, fucking sucks, man. But it's with us. It's with us now. You know, the Delta, the Delta is with us. You know, walking to Memphis. You know, it's with us. <laughs> oh my God, the Delta variant. When you hear people like talk about that, they're like, "Well, we'll see what I can do, but we'll see what the Delta's doing." We're gonna see what the delta does. Yeah, exactly. How about how about see what life? How about what life does? You know, you yeah. got car accidents, you got fucking gunshot deaths, you got eight, you got coronary artery disease, you got A to Z. Do anything can kill you. Everything kills you, which is a great song. Mm. Um, what do we so lose, Mike? About ten pounds? Yeah, about about 10, 15 pounds, which was a good thing for us. I mean, we should lose more. I need to lose more weight. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm telling people, you know, through through this ordeal. Um, you know, I'm an, I'm an overweight uh, 35-year-old male living in America, like many, um, you know, which is not healthy. But beyond that, I, I am healthy beyond that. I've, we have healthy lungs. We have a strong immune system. And, uh, you know, we dealt with it. So. Uh, that, that's kind of what I want to say to most people out there. And I think that's what most people with the experience is dealing with this shit. And a lot of people don't want to say that. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we use vitamins and rest and sleep and liquids um, and just, you know, basically good old fashioned 
stay in bed to, to deal with it. Right. Rest and hydration and vitamins and over-the-counter meds. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really all you can do with a lot of this, you know. And not everybody is like Joe Rogan or, or, or uh, has access to what Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers has access to, which which is the reality of it. Well, and also not, not everybody is Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers. Those guys are specimens. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have day jobs. They have to work where they're fucking reporting to other people for 40 hours a week. You know, they, they actually have time where they can deal with this and do whatever the best thing is to them. And you know what? I'm glad they made it through, Mike. I'm glad Rogan and Aaron Rodgers made it through. I know. I want everybody to make it through. And that's another thing, too, yeah. man. If anybody, if anybody gets sick with this. I'm rooting for you, and I want you to make it through. Like these people who were like, "Oh, good, I'm, I'm glad you're sick. Good, because you didn't, you didn't subscribe to the cult that I subscribe to. So you're gonna have to suffer. Fuck that. No, right. Fuck that. I want right. everybody to do well, and I want everyone to get healthy. I don't want anybody to have to go to the hospital, you know, or the doctor. It's it, it's not a cult. It's not a cult thing for you and I, Mike. No, it's not. Paul, it's not political, and it's not a cult thing, and it shouldn't be. Unfortunately, it's become that, you know. And uh, you know, during this time, we we have uh, Thanksgiving was today. You know, yeah. we uh, we didn't uh, go and see any family today. We just kind of did, kind of did our own ad hoc kind of thing. We went and got some Chinese food and some uh, some cold beers for the first time in like three weeks, which was nice. So. What does everybody out there do for Thanksgiving? Send us your uh, super chats and your questions and comments and what you guys are up to for Thanksgiving. Uh, but certainly, you know, this month a lot has happened. Um, you know, Biden and, and Harris's numbers are tanking. You know, they're not doing very well. They were at a soup kitchen down in D.C. today, and uh, they could barely acknowledge each other. So that's not really a good look. Didn't look very good. They're saying for uh, 24, if it's not going to be Biden, uh, it's certainly not going to be Harris. So they're trying to uh, propel and, and put up Buttigieg for 24. Uh, so that, that's interesting. I think there might be something to that. Um, you know, we've certainly been following his trajectory, uh, you know, even since before the 2020 election when he ran. Um, he was mayor of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Fort Bend? forget what, where he was mayor from, but that, you know, that qualified him, but Amazon's got this documentary about Buttigieg that we watched. And it's just a, it's just like a glossy, just basically a glossy political ad for 24, 28, the Buttigieg documentary, Eric. It's gross. It's gross. I don't know what that guy, that guy doesn't, he doesn't stand for anything. Yeah. What is he really like? Yeah, exactly. Remember we met him? We met him on our street. Um, he came to Harlow's, outside Harlow's, and we were talking to him. We, we got to go and see him because, you know, we get a lot, we get access in New Hampshire to all the candidates. We're like, uh, what do you say to America? He wanted to talk about his, like Bank of Kabul and some of his work with uh, uh, that other company. What was the company he was with? Yeah. I said, I want to I talk to you about the Bank of Kabul. And like you, you're running on being a veteran. You know what were you doing in Afghanistan? Five dollars from Rob D. I got stuffed, and then I ate some turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Rob. Wow, I'm glad somebody got stuffed. Rocco. Somebody, yeah, somebody got some from the Italian stallion. 
But yeah, I think they're trying to position Buddha Judge as the anti Harris Eric for 24 or 28. Yeah, the alternative, the. I mean, you if you watch the documentary, whenever he interacts with Biden, he's like, oh, he gives deference to Biden. He's, he's and, like, God. Dude, I like, I like Jackson more than Buddha Judge. <laughs> Chaston's more real, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know about Buddha Judge, man. He's he's a uh, he's like a uh, he's like a paste an amalgamation. I don't know what that guy stands for. He's never taken a uh, he's never taken a hard line on anything, Mike. You know what I mean? Like he's never like taken a position on anything. Yeah, there's some disingenuous stuff going on there for sure. Yeah, but if it's between uh, Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg, I will vote for Pete Buttigieg every day of the week. I think a lot of people probably would, man, dude. She, I think her, her approval is at like twenty eight percent, dude. She's tanking. <laughs> Dude, she sucks so bad. She sucks so much, man. Kamala fucking sucks so much, dude. She's so fake and disingenuous. Yeah, it's it's it's. Oh, what was your thing? She was over in France and put on a French accent, like in front of a bunch a bunch of people over there, dude. It was fucking retarded. I didn't see that. Did you see that? Yeah, it was stupid. For me, it was her and all the kids talking about going to space, and then we found out all those kids were all legitimately child actors. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were literally all actors. That's you amazing. Go, you will go to space. You will go to space. It's incredible. Dude, Biden-Harris, I can't even get the fucking Kennedy files out. Like, no. I'm, look, hey, I'm the first Catholic president since JFK. I'm Irish Catholic Delaware. Well, Biden, what the fuck are you? Why Why are you not releasing any of the Kennedy files? Why are you kicking the can down the road? Just like Donald Trump did, by the way. And right. I, I got to I gotta fucking give the king flack for this. Yeah. If I'm being consistent. Right. He's like, at, at long last, the Kennedy files are all being released. And dude, right. he wanted to be released. He got he got paid a visit by Langley. Yeah. So, so did zombie Joe Biden. Okay, Biden, who just turned 79, so don't tell me he doesn't know, dude. Not only that, when he was a senator when, when the movie JFK came out back in 91 and the JFK Act. He voted for the JFK Act, and yet he did not release the JFK files. So for everybody out there, it's like, oh, it was, yeah, it was just Oswald. Single bullet theory, no conspiracy, nothing else going on. Why not release all the files then? What's your answer for that? I haven't heard a, co a really good coherent one. Not one. Not from the New York Times. Not from the Washington Post. Not from any of, the, any of those assholes. It's a bipartisan cover-up. Wow. So, so the original um, JFK Files Act brought on by Oliver Stone, Biden voted for it? He voted for it. Yes, as a senator. In 1992, and then it went to the AARB. I mean, I mean, and uh, Oliver Stone talks about it in his new, his really good documentary. Uh, There's a two-hour version, which is now available on Showtime. So, 
anybody out there who's watching this, you probably have Amazon Prime. You probably got Showtime. Check out Oliver Stone's documentary, Through the Looking Glass, JFK Revisited, which is kind of a companion piece to what he did 30 years ago. Because since then, there have been more files that, that have been released. There's been some that's trickled out. There's been information about the Dulles brothers. There's been information about the mayor of Dallas, Cabell. There's been information about JFK's Joint Chiefs. I mean, there's so much, dude. Just, just on, I mean, just on the bullet, which is minutia, which is minutia-type information. But the, the fucking magic bullet and the chain of custody that Oliver Stone shows, dude, and he, he just eviscerates the whole thing. And it's totally worth watching. And I'm talking to anybody who's watching this. I'm 35 years old. I'm talking to people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old who were around when this shit happened, who were around long before Eric and I were ever around. Where the fuck are you on this? Where are you on this? What do you, you know? You know that it's fucking bullshit. You know that this is bullshit. So if you're not talking about it or posting about it or at least watch it, at least watch it and look at it and understand that this fucking cover-up's been going on for almost 60 years. You know, you want to you want to talk about the coup, you want to talk about January 6th, you want to talk about a fucking, you know, miscalculation of, of, of democracy and justice. Go back to November the 22nd, 1963, and look at it with a really fair lens and tell me that that, that wasn't the fucking coup that actually happened and took place. Period. I don't know. I don't think Mayor Pete's going to get down to the bottom of it if he gets in there. <laughs> Mayor Pete is such a cock, dude. He's so fucking... Dude, how about he's... the fuckery in Iowa? Bernie won Iowa in 2020, right? Is that what happened? I would say so. Yeah. Mayor Cheat went out there and was like, we won Iowa. With, with flimsy, with no evidence. Really with no evidence. With nothing, you know? When they're in declared victory. How could he won Iowa though at one point, right, Eric? Eight or twelve? <laughs> he probably he probably did win that Republican primary at Conkabee. Yeah, let me let me see when that was. No, I, I, I would say that he probably did. So we got all that going on, you know, we got a couple of turkeys being pardoned, you know. We got the Rittenhouse fucking jury. Everyone's all Everyone's got a hot fucking take and a hot opinion on that. The, really, the trial that we should be looking at, that all of us should be looking at, every American, left, right, conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, is Ghislaine Maxwell's trial. Yes. Okay? This involves multiple presidents. This involves members of the royal family. This involves like a dozen billionaires. Okay, this is what you should really be getting angry about. Don't get angry about a 17 year old who shot a pedophile and a fucking woman abuser and a fucking arsonist. Okay, get angry about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Get angry about the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was never accounted for or brought to justice for trafficking underage children, little girls, little underage girls being trafficked on jets, being flown by former presidents heads of state from other countries, members of the Mossad, members of Israeli fucking parliament, and fucking people in the media that are worth billions of dollars who shape the narrative. That's what you should be angry about. I want to see the level of outrage on Ghislaine Maxwell's trial that I heard and saw from the Rittenhouse trial. Can I get a fucking amen for that? 
Could, could we get something for that? Let's hear it. Where's the outrage? Shouldn't there be outrage for that, Eric? The outrage should be deafening. It should be deafening. It should be, uh, wow, these are the most powerful people in the world. Uh, the Clintons. I mean, Bill Clinton was on the island, Mike. He got bagged. Yeah, he, he lied about that, by the way, folks. He lied about being on the island. He got busted. He got caught. The testimony from at least three people, including Virginia Griffey Roberts, one of the victims, including the fucking handyman who worked on the island. And there wasn't just one handyman. There was multiple people working on that. There's chefs. There's pilots. There's people who are on the flight manifest. It's vast. And, and, and it transcends left and right. And that's what I've been trying to tell people for the better part of a decade about this deal. And this was the massive red pill. The Epstein case was the massive red pill for a lot of people that freaked them out. And I know it freaks you out. But, you know, look at it. It is a big red pill. It's a very big red pill. And <laughs> Bill Clinton is was there, you know? Well, let's let me let me put it to you this way. You get invited to Chelsea Clinton's wedding. How close you gotta be to the Clintons? I I didn't get invited and I was governor of Minnesota. <laughs> like Eric, he wasn't invited. Thank God he wasn't invited. You know? Jesse the body, he's not tied into any of those fucking freaks. Yeah, and you know, and Trump Trump was close with Epstein and Glenn Maxwell. But he's like, look, I wish her well. Quite frankly, I don't know her that well, but I wish her well. He does know her. There's a lot of photos. There's photos of Trump's children with Ghislaine Maxwell. There's photos of Trump with, with, with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, there's footage of Trump with Jeffrey Epstein, which is, uh, I think, pretty telling. But, um, you know, there's... Uh, there's different stories and accounts about, you know, how that went and, and how close they were to each other. And it sounds like, you know, Trump rat-fucked Epstein out of a property down in Florida. And that's when their relationship ended. But, you know, who, you know, who knows what they were doing and what they were up to before that for a long time. I mean, Epstein was in the Clinton White House during Bill Clinton's first term. There's actually photos of that from the Clinton Library. Um, you know, there's footage and pictures of Epstein with Donald Trump. There's photos of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's madam, with Mick Jagger, uh, actor Kyle McLaughlin. I mean, you know, there's, I think what it was is they were trying to get close to everybody that they could that had any kind of power, money, and influence and get them in the black book. And uh, the FBI cleanup crew went in there under bar when Trump was president. So there's footage and there's pictures and I think there's compromise and blackmail material on a lot of people. And, uh, well, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to see a lot of that. So with this trial, um, they're zeroing in on Ghislaine Maxwell. And there's actually like a Twitter account, you know, run by her family that's trying to kind of do like a whitewash on Ghislaine. Have you seen that, Eric? Have you seen the the, uh, the Twitter account that they have trying to whitewash Ghislaine that her family is running? Tell me about it, though. Ghislaine is innocent. <laughs> Those fucking assholes. The brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, the brothers. And, 
you know, her father, uh, who looted the pension from what was it, the Daily Mirror, or I forget it. Ro look up Robert Maxwell, who died 30 the Daily Mail, died, Daily Mail, yeah, he died 30 years yeah. ago this year in 91. Yeah, hey, Mossad, Mr. Mossad. He fell off his yacht, right? Eric, Eric that, that shit came to New Hampshire. That shit actually came 45 minutes from our apartment where we're live streaming right now. So, of course, we had to go there. Yeah, I was in Bradford, New Hampshire, which was, you know, 45 minutes from here out in the fucking woods off a dirt road. You know, it's, it's incredible, Mike. That's where she ended up. <laughs> and now her trial's starting in the next, like, five days. You think she's going to survive her trial? What do you think is going to happen to the trial, Eric? It's hard to say, man. If Is she going to roll on anybody, or is she just going to fucking eat it and get 20 years to life? It's it's, it's hard to say, Mike. I don't I don't think she's going to give up any anyone. I mean, she might try and say that Jeffrey was the guy who was, was running the whole thing. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. But uh, Jean-Luc Brunel's been arrested. We haven't heard a lot about him. Um, you know, we, we, we anyone who pays attention to the Epstein thing, we, we know the mega group. We know both the mega group and the Zionist fucking billionaires who were all free, including Les Wexner um, and the Dubin family. You know, we know about them. I don't think she's going to roll on them. But we'll see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Glenn Dubin and his wife were involved. And Leon Black. And, uh, yeah. You know, John of God was arrested, Eric, right? He was another billionaire uh, trumpeted and heralded by Oprah. Yeah, down there from uh, Latin America, John of God. I think there might even be, like, a Netflix series about him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I wouldn't doubt it for one minute. <laughs> I don't think Elaine's going to really roll on the big players, man. You know, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. You think anything's going to come from Prince Andrew? No. No, I think Prince Andrew's protected, and nothing's going to happen there. I mean, it's so fucking obvious that he's guilty and part of the whole thing, but I, I don't think anything's going to come of it. Sadly. Yeah. Hey, at least some have been arrested, man. You know, at least, like you said, Brunel is in custody. But uh, focusing on a tribute to uh, somebody from England that was good uh, was Graham Edge, a drum, the drummer of the Moody Blues, the co-founder of the Moody Blues, the poet, uh, the legend. He passed away a couple weeks ago. He was 80 years old. And I would like to read his poem from the most famous track from the Moody Blues. Nights in White Satin, this, poet's, this poem, excuse me, is called Late Lament. And it goes like this. Breathe deep, the gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. Bed said of people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy is spent. And passion lovers wrestle as one. Lonely man cries for love and has none. New mother picks up and suckles her son. Senior citizens wish they were young. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night. 
removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow is white, but we decide which is right and which is an illusion. And that was written by Gray Medge, the co-founder and drummer of the Moody Blues, uh, somebody that we had we had the fortune, good fortune of seeing perform live several times. And uh, rest in peace, and we pour one out for you tonight. Gray Medge. That guy lived a life. He was a rock star drummer for the better part of 60 years, which not a lot of people can claim or say that they did. Huge inspiration. I make it to 80, 81. Yeah, he made it to 80. He had a good run, dude. Jesus. <laughs> His job was to be a drummer, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he did. He definitely did. What about Jackie Roar, City on a Hill Act? What are your thoughts on that? Talk about Jackie Roar. Jackie Roar. That's a fucking Kevin Bacon in a Massachusetts crime drama. There's a reason, Mike, that people are compelled towards Massachusetts with crime dramas. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason it gets funded, dude. Right. And produced by fucking Matt David and fucking Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This Looks is like how awesome. our this is like how our father grew up, though. Yeah. This is. And it, it was wasn't glamorous. <laughs> it's not glamorous. It was the farthest thing from glamorous. But uh, yeah, it was. It's fun. It's fun watching City on a Hill. Uh, we were sick with COVID for the last like. What two weeks, two and a half weeks? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, we watched City on the Hill. Yeah, it's a good show. It's pretty. It's very well produced. It reminds me of Mystic River, the town. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mix between Mystic River, exactly, in the town, and fucking Goodwill Hunting, and fucking everything that came out of Boston. You know, <laughs> it's so bastardized. It's bastardized, Mike, but I enjoy it. There's some truth to it. There's some truth to it, I think, is what it is. There's some truth to it. I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad they made it, Mike. You know, I, I believe in it. I believe in... Uh, I believe in uh, fucking... Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon plays Jackie Roy. Who's an who's like a corrupt FBI fucking informant type dude, and uh, the guy—he's the guy that's gonna gonna do it. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, we're dealing with uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and we don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'd love to see so many people go down and, and fucking pay their comeuppance, but I just I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't think I don't think that 
I don't know. I just don't think that we're going to see people pay pay for the crimes of what happened. Uh, I don't think Elaine Maxwell is going to do it. I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News. <laughs> what do you make of Tulsi on Fox News the last like three weeks? Is it a hard right turn? Is has it always been there? Is it a signal? Like she like what's going on with that? No, I don't I don't think there's any kind of signal or I just think that's the only fucking mainstream news outlet that will invite her on and have her on to talk about what she knows and her experience. And who she is, um, I have no problem with it. I think it's great. I love seeing Tulsi on media where millions of people are going to see her and hear from her. So that's that's how I feel about it. Do you think that will that could catapult like a uh, a run for gubernatorial in uh, Hawaii or a run for president again, maybe in twenty four? What, what what's end game? Well, it's, it's not it's not about an end game or about like you know what she's gonna do or what what's gonna happen, but just people who are willing to listen to common sense, people who are tired of fucking woke bullshit and and racism and all that, like dictating everything that we see on the media. So, I think you know Tulsi has a great relationship with Fox News, and they like what she has to say, and they respect her background and 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 her experience. And a lot of people are just figuring figuring out who she is for the first time. So that's good. I'm happy to see it. And she's like, hello, Hatake. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to be on CNN or MSNBC. They're not going to have her on. They're not going to have anybody on who has a rational... Or, you know, even kill take on anything. No, those people on <laughs> MSNBC and CNN, <laughs> those, those fucking lunatics, dude, they don't want anybody who has nuance, who, who strays at all from the fucking narrative that they they have to support. So that's just the reality. Do we have any other uh, questions or super chats or what else do we got? We're looking at here. Yeah, they, I think that's it, man. Well, they've released the first part of uh, "Get Back" by the Beatles, that documentary series directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, very excited to see that. So, that's going to shine a whole new uh, light and um, narrative on the whole, you know, "Let It Be" <clears throat> documentary, which came out, which was kind of heralded and shown to be the end of the Beatles. Uh, the late 60s, early 1970s. So um, this this will be interesting. I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm, a, I'm a, Obviously, we're huge Beatles fans. Um, but this is supposed to show another side of the end of the Beatles uh, that's not this like kind of dark and, and foreboding and, and overbearing, sad kind of grim end that's that's been portrayed. 
you know, in the media, you know, for the last 50 plus years since then. So that'll be very interesting to see that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Paul and Ringo are still around. They're the only two Beatles that are still around. Um, you know, and, and they've kind of said, yeah, I don't, I don't think that the original film really showed properly kind of, you know, how that was and what that looked like. So, you know, we're happy to see a different take on that come out. So, uh, that's going to be good. You know, I think, I think the world needs that right now. All the darkness that's going on. I think the world needs to see, uh, the Beatles happy making music. You know, together 50 years later, and they brought in Billy Preston, and and you know, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Jackie Roar. What do you think there, Lace? What else you got? You got anything else before we close things out for the night? No, I'm good, man. I just love to everybody. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Love to everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon.